Shalom, 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 Hamishpaka Israel. Greetings to the family of Israel. I love y'all. Washalom, Ha'eritz. Greetings to the world. This is Terry Tedario Whitfield, best known as Yasha Hamalaki bin Yisrael. And this is the Terry Whitfield Yasha Ben Israel Podcast Show. <laughs> yes, it is. Man, I'm so glad to be here. Today's show, I want to talk about the Bible bashers and the non-Bible believers, comedics. Atheists, Satanists, uh, those who indulge in hedonism and heathenism. Go back and check out my video on YouTube and go back and check out a former podcast show that I did a couple months back about what is a heathen. And what does it mean when I say it? What up, Jeremiah, Judah, and Andrew Ford? You know, I was involved in a dialogue. And a young man said that, a young man by the name of Trentis, he said that, I have questions that would make me give up the Bible if I didn't know what I know and believe today. That kind of, it, 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 it jarred my mind. It jarred my mind because the Bible, just as any book, should be read. And at best, because it's an old book, it should be studied. To give up the Bible, tell me, at some point, somebody worships the Bible, which is a creation. You know, uh, my mind, man is to worship the create, creator, you know, not the created, not the creation. And yes, the Bible is created. It is a creation. Nor should we worship the cre- creature, the creature. Uh-oh, stop simping, fellas. You know, it's really sad to me how people religiousize everything. They make everything religious. I mean, how the hell are you going to make a religion out of the land, culture, history, and society of Israel or Kemet or Canaan or Ethiopia or Sumer or Iraq or even America? How are you going to make a religion out of a country? I mean, in my mind, you just don't make societies into religion. You know, last time I checked in a a thesaurus for both society and religion, neither one of those words fell in, in the words that were synonymous to these words, to the other word. You know, uh, religion, when I looked up uh, in the thesaurus religion, society didn't fall there, state, country, no, no, none of that. When I looked up society, religion didn't fall in it. 
You know, it makes me wonder, with the mind of people, how do you turn history, uh, a book about a people's history, because the Bible is the book about the saga of the children of Israel, uh, the chronicles of the children of Israel. You know, how are you going to turn that into a religion? The biblical laws are not dogma. And the laws of Moses is not dogmatic. They're more like constitutional. The laws of the land. The laws of the society. The laws of the Israelite communities. You just don't turn the biblical law, which was the constitution of an ancient society or country, into a religion. Arabia is not a land. Islam. America is not the land of Islam. America is a land. And Islam is not a land. Islam is, is a religion. Arabia is a land. It's not a religion. Mecca is a land. It's not a religion. It's a community and a society. Mecca is not a religion. But people like to religiousize everything. I mean, I'm just trying to say the land is just not Islam. Land and religion is not synonymous. You look at the Bible itself and you really, really read it. The Bible is a moral guide and an ancient constitution. The constitution of a land and a society and the people of Israel. Not a religious book, and it's really just not a religious book. And it's not like this book of spells, <laughs> you know, that your preacher warlock holds in his hand. You know, or your false prophet holds in his hand and, and spit out his false doctrine of spells. It's not a book of spells. It's not, it's not nothing like none of that. You're talking about the pyramids. The pyramids is historical. It's archaeological and things like that. The hieroglyphics is just not religious. My point here is that the Bible is to be read and at best studied. It, shouldn't, it should never have to be worshipped to where one should have to give it up to begin with. Now we all have the option to read or not to read what we desire. But to give up the Bible, it is said as if that is equal to giving up God. You know, and it just may be. But it just shouldn't be that way. Simply because the Bible is not God, nor should it ever have been worshipped as a God. Now one can read or refuse to read and study anything. But do know this, whatever it is that you choose not to read, it is how much less you care to know. I'm a man myself that is about the increase of the knowledge that is in me, not the decrease and the lack and, re and or rejection of. And that's on any and everything. I've read everything from shit like Aliester Crowley, Manly P. Hall. Madam Blavatsky. In reality, I ain't got to put that book down. 
nor did I have to pick it up. But if I wanted to know what was in it, I had to read it. In all fairness, I don't believe none of it. But, but you know, for, but however, anyway, from reading guys like Crowley, Hall, and Blavatsky, I see their influences everywhere. Something I'd never known if I'd never picked that book up. You know, the stuff don't influence me, but it taught me how to identify and to recognize those who it did influence. Whether the God Yahweh is real or not, whether the biblical stories and myths, whether they ever happened or not, so that, don't, that type of thinking, it knows and voids the principles and purpose for the text. I mean, it, it knows and voids the purpose of the text altogether. Again, whether the biblical stories and myths, you know, and the characters and all of that ever lived or ever happened or not, you know, to me, that type of thinking, it knows and voids the principles and the moral uh, character that all myths contain. I mean, it, 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 it knows and voids the purpose of the text altogether. And again, I tell you, the, the Bible was never intended to be a religious book, but a book of principles and a book of moral guide. I should have said a book of moral guidance. A moral guide. You know, the book always was intended to be a moral guide, never a history book or a book of religion. It's the moral of the stories, you know, for real. It's the morals of the stories that houses the value of the book. It's the morals. of. You don't get caught up in the story, you get caught up in the moral of the stories when it comes to reading of biblical text. If you missed the morals and the book is a moral guide, then your whole purpose of reading the book nullifies its purpose. Your whole intent for reading the book nullifies the purpose in which the book was naturally intended. You know, it's the moral of the stories that is the value to any reader, you know? You know, the subject and the predicate type thing. And that's true whether fact or fiction. Point in session. What differences does it make if Abraham existed or not? Really? I mean, for real. I mean, just think about it like this. I mean... Would Abraham being a myth or Abraham not ever existing make don't lie and don't kill any less or more moral? Think about it. If Abraham never existed, you know, does that make don't kill, don't steal, don't lie? Does it make it any more or less moral? This is what happens when you don't see the Bible as a moral guide for which it was intended. It was a moral guide and a constitution written to, for, and by 
the Israelite people. I mean, think about it. Whether Jews or Israelites existed or not, whether God exists or not, whether Abraham or David or uh, 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 Moses or any of them guys ever existed or not, does it make, does that make pork any more or less healthy? When the book, the moral guide said don't eat pork, okay, if Abraham never existed, okay, Moses never existed, Adam never existed, David never existed, if Jesus never existed, what if God never existed? Does that make pork healthy now? Did you miss the core moral values of the story? I remember listening to people talking, and they say, the moral of the story is... <laughs> And I think I'm going to have to go back to that because you people is missing the moral of the story, the morals of a moral guide. It is the principles and the morals of any story that is always point the point of any writing. And I repeat, I'm going to repeat that. It's the principles and the morals of any story now. That is always the point of any writing. I don't care whether that's biblical, whether that's comedic, whether it's Islamic, whether it's satanic, whether it's pornographic, whether it's comic, whether it's a comic book, whether it's comical, whether it's educational, whether it's inspirational. It doesn't matter. It really doesn't matter. For it's the principles and morals of any story that is always the point of any writing. And if you look at a hieroglyphic and don't understand the principles and didn't get the moral of these writings, it doesn't matter that you paid money to get on an airplane and paid for a ticket and traveled and went to a resort or went to some type of travel agent, whether it be Seti or Ashwa Kwesi or Jabari. What difference does it make for you to do all of that and go stand and actually touch and stand in and around? Look right at the hieroglyphics and the pyramids and miss the damn principles and the morals. Of the stories that these people told. You see, if one confuses a book of African mythology and spirituality like the Bible for a book of religion written by God, then that person missed the entire point of the book altogether. Any man with common sense know that the Bible, did, uh, any of these Bibles that exist today was not written by God. We, what, if you even read the stories, then you got incensed. You wouldn't even think that these books that we have today, none of them was written by God. So therefore, it can't be a religious book. The only books that I've ever heard of that was actually written by God, or the God of the people of the Bible, 
was the commandments written on the tablets by the hand of God himself whom Moses destroyed. So they don't exist. We don't have no books written by the hand of God. And to me, that type of thinking is just as erroneous as these N-E-G-U-S religiousizing Kemet. It's a goofy shame. Jabari the Kemetic priest. <laughs> Boy, if you don't stop that shit, isn't it? <laughs> Writings on the walls of Kemet. They should be studied. They should be studied for its principles and its morals. The cuneiform should be studied. And it should be studied for its principles and its morals. The Bible should be studied. And it should be studied for its principles and its morals. The Quran. The Quran should be studied for its principles and its morals. The Tanakh. The Tanakh should be studied for its principles and its morals. The Vedas. The Vedas should be studied for its principles and its morals. I'm going to have to say the hieroglyphics and the cuneiform and all of those old writings. The Bible, the Tanakh, Hamikra, all should be studied for its principles and its morals. And if you didn't get that part out of what these old, old, old people because all of these writings are old. They're older than everybody who got anything to ever say about it. If you miss the principles and moral characters of these ancient writings, you miss the whole point. And you're creating cults. You're creating religions. You're creating movements. And not perpetuating principles and morals. These things should not be turned into an Israelite church or a comedic church with priests and all this old foolishness. You know, the Levitical priests who have fell in 70 AD. God knows when the comedic priests who have fell way, probably about a thousand years before that. People need to cut this foolishness out. When you read the Torah, the Tanakh, the Old Testament, the Hebrew writings. You see that the Torah was intended solely for the purpose of constituting the morals and principles for building Israelite societies and communities. Not synagogues, not Israelite churches, not Christian churches, not cults and sects. These goofy movements, none of that goofy mess. I mean, really, if you have no intention on being an Israelite, the Bible has absolutely no purpose for you. Man, didn't I tell you I talk about the things that they don't like? What up, Andrew Ford, Jeremiah, Judy, y'all boys getting it in over there? Yeah, I mean, it really has no purpose for you. And that's the big red pill to swallow. You know, the book was written to, for, and by Israel. You know, I didn't, you know, I'm American. I didn't see nothing about America written in the book. 
They said, Hero Israel. They didn't say Hero America or Hero New York or Detroit or, or South Africa or France or China or Japan or Europe or Asia. Say Hero Israel. Didn't say Hero Argentina or Aust Hero Australia. Say Hero Israel. It didn't say Hero Islam. And did not hear say hear Judaism. It did not say hear O Christianity. It said hear O Israel, the Lord thy God is one. That's what I read when I read the text. Those are the type of things that I read when I read the Bible, and that's the type of understanding that I get when I read the Bible. The Torah was intended solely for the purpose of constituting the morals and principles for building Israelite societies and communities. Not synagogues, not churches, not cults, not sects, not movements. If you have no intentions on being an Israelite, the Bible has absolutely no purpose for you. And that is for anybody, including an Israelite. If you're an Israelite and you want to be a heathen, then the Bible has no purpose for you. Even though it was written by your people, and it was intended for you, and it was, a, and it was intended to be to you, you chose the heathen. So if... An Israelite don't want to be an Israelite. He has no intentions on being an Israelite. He has on t intentions on becoming a Christian, Muslim, or, uh, 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 entrenched in the heathenistic, hedonistic society. Then the book really has no purpose for him. He's going to find himself at odds with it. I mean, the book was written solely for the Israelites. And for those that desire to join their communities... And societies. I mean, really, who cares? I mean, really, the who in the hell cares if the heathens, pagans, atheists, or non-believers or non-inherents believe the Bible or not? Who cares? Why? Why care? Why? Why care about a people whom the book was not intended, not believing in it? Do the Asians care that Americans are not Taoists or Confucius or Buddhist? Do the Americans care that 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 uh, 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 that 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 the Muslims don't want to be American? That, uh, or or the Muslim world or Arabia don't want to be American? America is for America, and it was for, to, and by America. People in America don't give a damn whether you understand their language, their culture, or what they're doing. Because what they're doing was to, for, and by them. So, if you don't believe in the Bible, or, or, or got problems with it, or don't want to be an Israelite, who cares whether you believe it or not? It wasn't for you. What is important? Is that the Israelite believe what was written to, for, and by him. It ain't important whether you like the way a fish swim in the tank or pond. It ain't important. He don't care what you think. That pond was for him.
You know, it's really ridiculous. You know, a lion don't like the fact that you don't like him living in the jungle. I mean, a lion don't care whether you like the fact that he lives in the jungle or what he doing or how he does it. One thing for certain, you, you know, lion just don't care. No lion care that you like what he does. He don't care, that, you know, how you feel about anything. Because the jungle was his. It was for him. The problem is, is that you better uh, 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 hope that the lion don't like living in the jungle. Decide to come to your city. <laughs> That's what you better hope. And people who are bashing Israelites about their belief in their Bible, that's just what they're doing. They're taking them from that which is theirs. And it's ridiculous. You don't like it, then you go find something for you and make sure it's yours. The lion got his, the fish got his, and the Israelite got his. My advice is that you non-believers get yours. And if you ain't got nothing, go get something. When you go get it, you make sure it's yours. And that way you can stop hating on others who have core morals, values, and a Bible. You know, the African American just don't want what's his. You know, he had rap music. He don't want it no more. He let the white man get it and let it, let it become commercialized. African American don't want African no more. Mm-mm. He don't want Africa no more. And the sad thing about it, he hate for the Israelite to want his Bible. He hate for the Christians to want his Bible. African don't want his home. He don't want nothing his. And anything, when somebody got something, he don't want you to have yours either. He don't want the Israelites to have their Bible. He don't want them to have their Torah, their Tanakh, their Hebrew language, their culture. Or he don't want them to advance or to grow or to do anything more of good moral character. Goddamn shame. You know, the African American just don't want what's his. He don't want Africa. And they expect the Israelites not to want their own book. I just say give it up. You know? You know, if it ain't for you, it ain't for you. It just ain't for you. And I say that and I and I don't mean no particular person, you know, personally, you know. I'm talking in general. If if the Bible ain't for you, just give it up. You know, we, we, I understand that the English language ain't for the, me, uh, uh, for the Spanish. You understand? It shouldn't be liked, understood, or none of that. They shouldn't even be comfortable around it because they don't know what this noise means. Okay? What's for you is for you. Why waste your time and your day and your energy? When I see people... Argue who, who the Bible was not intended for. Arguing about the Bible. To me, that is the stupidest, most ridiculous. I mean, it's a waste of time that I've ever seen. It's foolish. I mean, I respect a person sitting there uh, wasting their time smoking crack than to sit here and watch somebody put up arguments all day large portions and time of their fucking life about a book or a principle that they don't fucking believe. Me, me, me personally, if I don't believe it, I don't talk about it. You know, 
I don't believe in Islam. I don't believe in the hieroglyphics. I don't talk about it. I read it. You see? Because I believe in the advancement and the increase of knowledge inside of the black man. So I'm going to read it, but I don't believe it, so I don't talk about it. You know, yeah, I read the Bible. I read the Quran. You know, I read the hieroglyphics. I don't, ta I don't talk about it, and I don't believe it. I talk about that which I believe. Every time I open my mouth, I talk about that which I believe. And that's what I think the atheist should do. He should talk about that which he believes and not that which he don't believe. That's what I think the comedic should do. That he should talk about that which he believes and that, not that which he don't believe. Sanetta, Nepa. Sanetta, name is comedic. You're always talking about Kimmet. And if you don't say nothing else about Kimmet, goddammit, he says the word Kimmet, 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 Kimmet. And nothing else concerning Kimmet. He don't talk about nothing else because he don't know nothing else. All he knows is the damn word. And therefore, he used that word as his power source to beat up and bang on the Bible. And he spent more time studying the Bible to beat it up in the bang on Bible believers than he does to learn the knowledge of Kimmet. I swear to God, if he knew the knowledge of Kimmet and he taught Kimmet, he'd get followers and believers. He ain't trying to convert nobody into no damn Kimmet. He's trying to create a world full of Bible bashers and Negro haters. African-American Negro haters. That's what he's doing. You know, my motto is stop talking about shit that you don't believe, you know, and start talking about that which you do believe. You know, start talking about, stop talking about things that's not for you and start talking about things that empower you. You know, being mad and arguing with Israelites about their Bible is as ignorant as arguing with your neighbor about what goes on in his house. I mean, really, what goes on in your neighbor's house ain't for you. Nor is it your damn business. Surely ain't your business to argue about, and it surely ain't, ain't your business to talk about, and it surely ain't your goddamn business to argue with him about. Yes, what goes on in your neighbor's house is not your business to argue with your neighbor about. Just as what the Israelites do with his Bible. That was written to, for, and by him. Ain't your business to talk about. And you go find your goddamn Bible. Or your uh, 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 spiritual guide. Or your book of morals. And you talk about that. And you preach that. You niggas ain't got nothing. And you don't want nobody else to have nothing. That's why all y'all do is walk around and tear down people. What goes on in your neighbor's house just ain't your damn business. Either accept it or don't accept it. Just mind your goddamn business. And what another man believes in practice ain't your goddamn business. Just mind your business. All that time you spend worried about what somebody else think, preach, and believe, you could have been learning another language. Or you could have been uh, 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 building and growing a business or something. You understand? You could have been doing something to empower you. But you want to waste your goddamn life sitting around here beating up and banging on people that believe in the Bible and worse 
banging on a book that is thousands of years old that you really have no freaking clue about. Because the context in which you think and talk about it is off. You, you know, you fail to realize the paradigm shifts in literature, art, history, societies, and even understanding. You fail to realize the paradigm shifts from the days of the biblical writings and that of today. And this is why you mad and you hating. It ain't even your business to begin with. You should be doing something else. Go to school. Go to college. Go get a degree or something. You know, do something to empower you. Talking about the damn Bible and empower ain't take no power away from you. And sure don't give none to you either. For I bear witness that religious did not religion or the Bible did not enslave African Americans. That white man, that heathen, and his heathenism did. You have to say that because the majority of the people that believe in the Bible then and now amongst the African Americans are not diehard Christians. Trust me. <laughs> Most of them don't even know the fucking Bible, truthfully. And you sit up there and want to blame our downfall on a Bible and a book that our people don't even really even know like that. It's a goddamn lie shame. It's just foolishness. You'd rather beat up on a book that can't defend itself Instead of beating up on the white man who enslaved your ass. Instead of throwing away his culture. Which, which enslaved your ass. And oppressed your ass. And took you to the bottom of the barrel of society. That's what you should be doing. I don't care, I don't care what principles you adopt. I don't care what lifestyle you adopt. You shouldn't want this one. This the one is the cause of your demise and your degradation. But you don't want to talk about that. You want to believe a Bible. A book that most people don't even believe. Half the people in the church don't even do what the goddamn Bible say. Half the people in the church don't even read the goddamn Bible. And none of the people outside of it do. And you won't sit up there and blame this book on our man. It's foolishness. I tell you it's foolishness. I mean, it, it, it is just straight stupid. It's stupid as hell to me. You know, to waste valuable energy to argue about some shit that you don't even believe in. I mean, really. You, you could use that energy creating a business or making an invention or learning how to play an instrument or learning a new language or a skill, you know. But you want to sit up here and look ignorant and foolish to me, wasting your time and your life talking and arguing and spending all this damn energy in places you don't believe about things you don't believe in. That person, in my eyes, is the most foolish and ignorant of all. I'm going to give you an example, you know. I don't believe in Islam, okay. I don't practice Islam. I don't talk about it. However, I read it for its valuable knowledge. For in there, there's valuable knowledge to me. You know, who cares whether someone else believes in Islam or not? I don't even believe in it. You know, who cares? You know, who cares if the Prophet Muhammad existed or not? You know, myself, I speak Arabic. You know, I've learned. I didn't sit around and waste my time 
uh, uh, beating up the Muslims. I learned the Arabic language. Okay? And when I read the Quran, this is a great value to me because it helps me to understand the Arabic language and it helps me speak the Arabic language a lot better. Likewise with the Torah, the Torah helped me speak Hebrew better. I learned new Hebrew words. You know what I'm saying? I, I learned how to use these words. And it makes me a better Arabic speaker and a, be a better Hebraist. So I get my value out of it. I, I'm not one of those people who, go, who found uh, 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 the Bible to be the downfall of humanity. I found greatness in it. Before I picked up a Bible or Quran, I was a slain speaking a Negro African American who got fucking D's and E's in English. Maybe a C. When I start to want to love and to harness knowledge, and that's when I start getting going to college and, and transforming, getting on the honor roll and the honor society and the dean's list. Okay? Who cares if anybody believes in the Quran or the Bible? I find value in it. You know, I find value in a freaking comic book. Yes, I do. You see? Because even... I find value, I find uh, morals, moral character and principles, yeah, even in a comic book. And who cares whether Batman or Robin is freaking real or not? Who cares? The story has heroes, has villains. Yes, a comic book has heroes and villains. And... The villain always get caught in the end. Yes, they do. So even a comic book has core moral values in it. Sitcoms and television shows where people are acting out scenarios that are not even their scenarios. And they didn't live this stuff out in their life. They acting. That doesn't make the moral of the story any less real. You see? That being stated, this is Yashib in Israel. And I always want to say, you know, like I said, you know, in the comic book, you know, like I said, got his heroes and his villains, but it's really the moral of the story. It doesn't matter whether the, the characters in the book ever existed or whether the places, that, that the scenery and the plot is real or not. None of that stuff matters. All of that is to set forth so the moral of the story can be told. And in the comic books, yep, it's, yep, that's the moral of the story. Yep, the moral of the story which is generally told is that the bad guys always get caught in the end. And you... It's just really, really ignorant and stupid to me. I don't read comic books. Ain't no such thing, Batman. Ain't no such thing. And you, you thought Batman was real ever when you picked up that book. You was a goddamn fool. This is for real. You know? Little kids don't even think stupid like that. And for you to even bring it out your mouth, the Batman ain't real. You know? Or is Batman real? Is Jesus real? Is Moses real? Ridiculous, man. Really, really fucking ridiculous. Oh, boy. That took a lot out of me, y'all. I just had to let it go. This is Yasha Ben Israel signing out for the Yasha Ben Israel Terry Whitfield podcast. I love you all.
That took a lot out of me. <laughs> Sign up and download the Anchor app. Follow me. Follow the Yasha Ben Israel Terry Whitfield podcast show. I am on Anchor and Spotify for sure because Spotify owns Anchor. So for sure, you can catch me over there. You can catch me on Pocket Cash. You can catch me on, what is it, uh, Breaker Podcast. You can catch me on Google Podcast. You can catch me on Apple Podcast. And uh, again, I was told that there's many other podcasts around the world that the show is on that I'm not familiar with. But uh, download the Anchor Podcast. Uh, subscribe to my YouTube channel. Uh, uh, that's the Yasha Ben Israel show. You know, subscribe to me on YouTube, Terry Whitfield. Uh, and the Yasha Ben Israel podcast on Facebook. I'm also on Instagram and Twitter. Follow me and listen to me. And because you listen to me and give me your time. Your valuable time. I promise to give you the best that I have. Love y'all. Peace. Peace. Peace.